Hello and welcome. You're listening to another edition of County Live with me, Martin Johnston, over here. And me, Chris Ridgway, over here. Now is the time that we remind you every week that our sponsors this year are the Spinning Top in uh, on the A6. And why is that, Chris? Because it is a fantastic pub, Martin. Uh, they have a great selection of ales, which I have sampled numerous of. We both have. We both have on numerous occasions. Uh, they have live music, of which I have played and we have seen on numerous occasions. And we've said this quite a lot about there being live music, but I think you have to go there and see music to realise it's actually a really good venue in terms of the sound, the size of the stage compared to, because not every pub kind of is able to get that right, but, you know, the sound from that stage and, and the size of the stage is really good. The thing they do as well, they look after bands that play there. Uh, Mike and co down at the Spinning Top have looked after us on the occasions we've played there, and, and, and I know that other bands feel like that. A, a great name uh, who goes down and does a residency there, and he wouldn't do that if they didn't do that, so... Tip the hat to the spinning top. Great pub, great sponsor, and we, we're really happy to work with them. Get down there and we'll have some exciting news about some events uh, this season as well because we're not just in it for taking the money off them. We're working in partnership with them and we'll have some events to announce soon. So maybe next week. Maybe next week even, which is really exciting. So you've just been to see Jim. How was he? Very good. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, I'll tell you off air. Uh, what he said in fully in, ju- in just a moment while we play the interview. Uh, the fir- obviously the big question I had to ask him was how he feel uh, how he felt about Blossoms gig being announced at Edgeley Park, and he yeah. said uh, along the lines of it's great to see one of the best bands in the town. Uh, and I'll tell you who he really called the best <laughs> band in the town. <laughs> yeah. The sixth best band in Stockport. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> um, unfortunately, no, he didn't say Level 7 event. Uh, no, he was thrilled about it. And he was. Um, I think he speaks honestly as well, openly and honestly, about uh, a disappointing game at the weekend, if we're honest. Um, yeah, okay, there were positives we can pick from it in that you know, we played Hereford off the park at the times. Um, but ultimately, it was a disappointing day. Uh, and he speaks openly about that, and, and, and I think it's a, it's a really good listen. Of course, I would say that. Excellent. Yeah, um, great news about Blossoms uh, playing uh, at uh, Edgeley Park. Is it August? Um, June. June. So, yeah, um, get on the website, get yourself some tickets for that. I saw Blossoms play at the Rugby League Grand Final last Saturday night uh, before the game, and they played a song at half-time. And they, they, uh, they said to the crowd, we're Blossoms, hello Manchester, we're from Stockport. So, you know, they're always at pains to do that, so good lads. Um, but here is Chris's interview with Jim Gannon. Jim, it's first evening, back from training. Disappointing draw at the weekend? Yeah, very disappointing. Um, I expected Hereford to be a tough nut to crack. Uh, they'd had a terrible run of form. They'd had to bring a few players, a new manager. Um, but I didn't expect them to be as negative as they were. But it nearly worked for them. They made it difficult for us. Uh, we made it difficult for ourselves. And then we were chasing the game in the end. And... Um, so even even get the point out of the game, I was really disappointed because in terms of possession and um, opportunities and set plays, we should have um, had a little bit more to show than one goal. Let's talk about that goal threat then, because there was a lot of play where County were all over, certainly in the first half, all over Hereford, asking questions, left, right and centre, but couldn't get the ball over the line. What what is What were your thoughts when you were watching that dominance, but the lack of goals? Well, I don't think we really worked the keeper, so... We got into some really good positions, and I think the um, either the 
the final ball was uh, uh, was lacking, um, especially in terms of crossing into the right areas, which we practiced, and the set plays were poor. Um, just over here, um, it, it was just really, really disappointing because um, if we'd got any of them on the money um, and got the early goal, it could have been one of them games where we could have really stormed into a, a good lead because um, they would have had to open up and it would have given us more opportunities to attack and, and penetrate. But, um, but like I said, I, I, I can't give all the credit to Hereford. I thought in terms of our display from our front four, it was, it was below par when you compare it to the Corby Town game. So how do you work on that then? If you go back to the training board, like you're saying, a lot of things were working. There was a lot of success, albeit the goals weren't coming. How do you work on that in training? What do you say to the lads if it is just a, a bad day at the office? Well, you can you can reflect on the, the failures of the last game or you can look at the overall way of playing. And I think what we, we, we've been consistent in, in in the last couple of weeks is just looking at the way we want to play. We want our wingers to be both versatile enough to go outside and inside. And when they come inside, can they combine with the nine? Can they combine with the ten? I think Matty Warburton got frustrated in the ten position and started wandering into areas where he didn't retain uh, the ten position and, and retain that threat. And we've had the same problem with the under-19s where the, the ten's gone missing, if you like, and tried to, to be a second nine or a second winger. Um, and really what we want is him to be in a position where we can play through him and he can make things happen centrally as well as the two wingers. Um, I think also on Saturday we, we needed um, the wingers to be able to bring the full-backs in on the overlap um, better than we did and so that's something that we've we've worked on and added over the last couple of weeks so there's a lot of work to be done there but but I am also conscious that um, for all that work you do on attacking play players tend to to be creatures of habit and of their own instincts from players and um, um, so what we have to be mindful of is that a lot of time that we have to be conscious of the defensive shape, defensive set plays, attacking set plays, because that's where the real benefits come in terms of what we've been achieving in the last four weeks is that solid team shape, um, being hard to score against and having a threat from set plays. That's been very much the hallmark of why we've won games in the last three or four weeks. So we need to keep that and then add that creativity and quality in the final third. How do the how do the attacking players who maybe aren't getting in the starting eleven? I'm, I'm thinking in particular, like so, Conor De Mayo. How do they respond to? Okay, we've not got many goals. Maybe this is my chance. Does he then up his tempo, banging on your door, so to speak? Well, yeah. I mean, I've had a good chat with Conor this week. I mean, Conor had a really bad week uh, post uh, coming out the side and didn't didn't respond very well to to not being part of the team and it showed in his training tempo, and um, which was a was a disappointment for both Conor and ourselves. Um, but this week, I think he's trained brilliantly. Um, the, the, he is a very creative player and he's a very um, positive player. Um, always trains really well, but we want to see it more consistent throughout training sessions and then and know that we can trust that he can bring that into games. Now, Bill's another player that seems to kind of play with lots of adrenaline, lots of confidence and positivity and then go really flat. So uh, perhaps that's the, um, the idiosyncrasies of youth, the inexperience to be able to maintain... Um, their tempo of training, their ability to train at a certain level, um, especially when they're dealing with the emotional roller coaster of being in and out the side. So, um, but I think uh, you know, as tonight's training has shown us, is that um, you know the, the players that are fighting for shirts were definitely up in their game tonight and really challenging um, the first team players and the first team players. Maybe because um, that you know the the conscious of Saturday's game are not are not the same tempo, but or maybe they're looking a little bit jaded. But I think that um, we have got 
lot of competition at the moment and definitely the players who are outside the squad have asked a question and put themselves at the forefront of me thinking in terms of, um, you know, maybe it's time for us to make a change and give players an opportunity to to bring some freshness and some, some extra dynamic uh, ability to it. I think we've seen that with Frank coming off the bench for Nile in the Corby Town game and the likes of Matty coming off the bench for um, uh, Keno. So... I think this time round, maybe uh, rather than wait and come off the bench, maybe there's a chance for to for those players to come into the side and invigorate the team's performance. Because what we need is um, some some extra quality and some extra sharpness about what we do in the final third. And if we bring that to Saturday's game, we've got a hell of a chance of of getting a good win. So I guess then just one final question before we go on to Saturday, and this is more in general. When do when do you make that decision? I mean, <clears throat> if there's a strong training session on a Thursday. Do you think these players might have a chance for this Saturday now? Do you have to go back and mull that over, or do you have the the eleven in your head already, or how does how does that thought process work? It's, it's, uh, I think we we discuss it straight after the game from the previous game. Um, I had a lot of confidence in the start eleven because I thought the team that started the second half against Corby showed all the attributes I'd like in my team: ruthless in the attack, um, controlled the tempo of the game, controlled the the, the flow of the football game, um, looked capable of keeping a clean sheet um, and I felt that that team was going to be the team to get us the results against Hereford but I did say in my programme against Hereford that we'll, we'll face different challenges so when we come up against a team that plays a back five we've got to be able to to understand where their their strengths are and where their weaknesses are and, um, and I, I just think some of our players just need too much from me in those situations rather than figuring it out for themselves or being well equipped to kind of find a way through teams that play in a certain way um, yeah so you go off the last performances you go off what the lads have done for you the last several weeks and then you kind of like say to yourself well have the lads come off the bench done uh, and then we go into the I mean obviously when you have a result like a, a draw and you've got a couple of players a little bit below par it opens the the mantle so right from Monday you're asking players how they're feeling and uh, can they affect performances this week can they can they put themselves in a position um, some of them want to know what they need to do to get to the side and put them challenges to them. So as the week develops, you find certain players uh, really coming to the forefront of your mind. We started off with a, a training session tonight where we probably knew eight or nine of the players that we were going to play. Um, and by the end of it, we kind of had an 11 that we do set plays with in the knowledge that maybe one or two changes can be made um, uh, post-game or pre-game. Um, especially if we think that those players can just bring that extra to our performance. So I'll see at the weekend. Not much in it in the league. I think two league positions and, a, and only a point or two separate County Nolte. County got the upper hand slightly in the league, but this is the FA Cup. Anything can happen. It should be quite a test. Yeah, um, it, it will be a test. I mean, you only have to look at their recent form. I mean, Beating Whitley Bay 5-0 and Bradford Park Avenue 4-2 is, is um, you know, I mean, our, our performances have been professional, uh, albeit against, you know, lower le low, lower league sides, but a 5-0 win and a 4-2 win shows um, a courage of the convictions. Um, I think their uh, league form has been really good, apart from a, a disappointing defeat for them. They've, they've done really well in the league and they seem to be full of goals at the moment. They've got um, a front four or five that have all got goals in them. I like Yumi plays down the middle. Real good player, uh, lots of attributes. And then he's well supported by the likes of Reid, Harrib and uh, Johnson. Williams and Moulton midfielder uh, kind of create and supply. And, and a back four that 
you know, can defend and, and the fullbacks join in. So they're a good they're a good front foot side. I think um, if you let them play, they can hurt you. If you let their players get the uh, on the front foot up front, they're going to ask questions of us. Um, what we have to do is be very diligent and make sure that our game plan is really good to stop their flow. Uh, make sure that we, we we press hard, press well, defend well. Um, but there is also a number of weaknesses. I mean, the thing that um, stands out in most of their games, not only do they score, but they also concede. And and that that was that was a major factor we talked about against Corby is that although they score a lot of goals, they concede. So. I think it's going to be a fairly, fairly competitive game, and I think they're a good. You know, there's two good footballing sides that have got goals in them, so it'd be interesting to see how the game pans out. But a lot to play for, so I think local derbies always have an edge. But with um, you know, the fourth qualifying round, uh, the first round beckoning, it's a it's a massive prize for for both clubs and both sets of players, and I'm sure it's going to bring an extra tasty edge to the game. So the words out of my mouth there. So the the first round is is a waiting for the winner. How do you, how do the staff how do the players adapt to that mindset knowing that they're ninety minutes away from a potential really big tie? I think you, you can conjure up images of who you might play in the next round, but I think it's uh, pointless. Um, you know, I think what you have to do is focus not on the occasion but on the game. Uh, we have to focus on Ultram, what they're about, what we want to be about, uh, how we want to go about putting ourselves on the front foot against them. Um, we're taking all the positives from the last four games and trying to iron out some of the deficiencies um, where we've um, perhaps not been ruthless enough or perhaps um, not kept that clean sheet when necessary. So if we can bring all those attributes together, then we can look forward with confidence that we're going to get a good performance and a good result. Um, look, the next round looks after itself. It'd be massive for the club in terms of the money it'll bring. It'd be massive for our fans to, to be, have an excitement at this stage of the season in terms of the FA Cup. Um, but more importantly, from our players' point of view, is that we feel we've been on a reasonable run, uh, solid performances, some solid results, and we want to get back to winning ways and um, no better game than Saturday. You mentioned Jordan Keane before, was in training. How are the players looking in general? Obviously, he's coming back from injury. How's everybody else doing? Yeah, no, we're really pleased uh, to have Jordan back. Um, he looked fresh. Um, you know, this is something that we've talked about, myself and Nick in particular, about the the freshness of players compared to fitness and trying to find the right balance. But he looked really good tonight. I don't think he'd be he'd be strong enough for a start. Obviously, we're conscious that we need to ease him back in. Um, but like I said, Conor DeMeo's looked really sharp. Now Bell looks strong and, and fresh. Um, that, so we've got extremely 19 players trained tonight and all extremely healthy and fit and raring to go. So, um, like I said, we'll have a very strong eleven and a very good bench, and um, I'm sure there's no doubt about it that we'll be needing all those 14 players to get results. Certainly. Just finally, Jim. In other news, big concert announced for next summer. Blossom's going to be here at Edgeley Park. You looking forward to that one? Yeah, I'm really pleased. Um, you know, I mean, I love Edgeley Park for football, but it's nice to have um, you know, you know, one of the best bands in the town. Well, several of the the bands in the town coming to play here at Edgeley Park, and it's going to be a, a great evening, a great occasion, and. Um, you know, it's going to be a great benefit to everybody involved in the club and everybody involved with Blossom. So it's nice to, for John Fitzpatrick, I'm sure he'd be delighted to have his grandson playing here. Um, it's a unique occasion that I think we'll all be looking forward to. I like their music and um, I'm really looking forward to, to a nice balmy summer's day watching them. Um, like I said, um, you know, it's a, maybe we'll see more of that sort of thing at Edgley Park and it's a, a credit to the to everybody involved to, to get such a high-profile fixture here um, come come off season as well. Cheers Jim, all of us Saturday.
So Chris, as you said, he was quite open there about the uh, you know the frustration of that that result against Hereford, and you know I asked you what you thought of it when you first came in, and it was oh mate. So tell me, put it into actual words rather than that that sound. It, <clears throat> it's more frustrating to dominate a team and not score or not well we did get the penalty obviously in the end but uh, it's more frustrating to play like that and not win than it is to just watch a really dull game where not a lot happens and you don't get anything from it because uh, you've done your homework you've done your tactics your players it, it almost seems like there's something that you're not getting the rub of the green there's something in the weather that just says you're not going to get the win um it pains me to say it again and again and again which we have done over the years if you don't take your chances you don't deserve to win football matches. That's what it comes down to. Um, but the fact that we were making so many chances, you know, asking so many questions, but in the end, we've not tested the goalkeeper enough. We've we've just not, you know, we're not talking about a goalkeeping or a defensive masterclass here. We were, we were our own enemies. And Jim mentioned in his interview then about, you know, if one of those early ones goes in, then you can see it being the kind of game where you get a few goals and you do a bit of a runaway and, you know, it's, it's a really exciting game. But... I don't even want to say credit to Hereford because they didn't do anything particularly well. We were our own worst enemies that day and people have started to to say on thing on Twitter and Facebook and, and, and other message boards and whatever that, that um, maybe not so much John, but certainly I'm getting too critical of the team these days. But as a fan, I, I, you know, I'm, I want to see better. When, when we're closing everything down and we're doing everything right, I, I just can't figure out why we're not putting the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, if if I've got a microphone in front of me while that's happening, you're going to hear frustration. And you get that. You get, you know, you can, those kind of games, it starts to creep in, doesn't it? You, that feeling we're never going to score here. And that kind of, you know, it's very pervasive, you know, that goes around the team. You can tell, you know, that the crowd goes a little bit more quiet or, you know, the, the comments start coming out and you can hear the, you know, the, the swearing and the frustration above the sound of the crowd, you know, the odd voice, and then it all becomes, you know, all becomes part of the same thing. It's it, it's just one of those games where it was like that. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I mean, we, I almost don't want to pick over it for too long. I know we have to, and, and that's why we're here, but um, we did everything right except the finishing. Um, but I don't think that's to downplay the, the game Frank Mulhern or... Darren Stevenson had, you know, they're the, or Matty Warburton had, they're the guys who are going to get you the goals because they didn't do a lot massively wrong apart from just not finishing well enough. And I think that, unfortunately, has been the tale of a few games this season. And um, I just think, you know, I asked Jim in the interview then, what about giving some of the other lads a crack? You know, what, what is Conor DeMeo going to do if he gets on? Uh, what about giving Matty a, a more of a run of games? Jake Kirby, he's coming back from his loan uh, after this weekend. Are we going to see him straight back in the side? Because he's another player who, great signing in prospect. Let's let's see somebody deliver. Because if somebody can grab this season by the scruff of the neck, drag us up the table, get us in the playoffs, maybe even challenge for second, third, fourth spot, uh, like we were last season, then that player will be a real cult. Not quite hero, but they will have the huge, tremendous backing of the Chieland behind them. And that is an honour for any player at this level of football or several levels above. And I've heard it said, you know, some people say, I wonder what you think and I wonder what you think Jim thinks of this. In a way, 
finishing is the easiest thing to fix. You know, if, if the you know if the defense isn't right, if the goalie's not right, if the shape of the team's not right, if the way you adapt to playing a game isn't right, then those are serious things that you have to go back to the drawing board with. But finishing, there's not, there's you know, what can you do about it? It's a fair comment. It's a fair comment, but uh, to to add on that, if you like, Jim mentioned in his piece. Then he was saying um, about players resorting to to character, if you like, resorting to what they know, uh, instinct when when they're in the in the game in the moment. And I think we've seen that on a couple of occasions from you know uh, Matty Warburton and, and Frank Mulhern taking long distance shots because the, the chance opens up. Uh, or Niall Bell, rather than getting the cute little finish on, he goes for power and puts his laces through it. Um, Darren Stevenson, Adam Thomas, I think, been a little hesitant in pulling the trigger and trying taking an extra touch or two, and then the chance is gone, and Adam maybe looks for the cross, or Darren looks to bring it back, and it's just, sometimes you need that peace of mind, that just that calmness, that maybe it, maybe it's experience, maybe it's, it's wisdom that it comes with, but just to kind of shut out the X thousand fans around you, or the X hundred, you know, however many fans there is, shut out everything and just use your inst- use your second instincts, if you like. What have you learned in training? What have you learned over the years that tends to work better? Is it going across the keeper? Is it dragging it back and looking for the pass? There was, you know, there was one opportunity the other week in particular that Frank Mulhern, if he just laid it square across the box, Darren Stevenson would have had a tap in, um, and instead he's not really known what to do. He, didn't pass, but he didn't shoot, and it's gone out of play, and and we're seeing that too many times. Frank has been the game changer in some games. You know, you you look at when he came on against Kidderminster away, and he got the goal. You look at Corby when we could we just couldn't for love and the money break him down. He comes on, and the game's a different one. Within five minutes, we're winning. Uh, you know, we're creating chances left, right, and centre. We get a couple more goals. So he got that in his locker. Niall Bell, I mean, come on, how many times have we sung his praises this season already? We know he's got it, but. Sometimes it doesn't click, and we can't have that happen too many more times because it is becoming a little bit of a worry now. And it's, you know, how many league home games now has it been where Alfreton, Boston, Geisley, now Hereford, uh, have frustrated us, not because they've done anything special, but because we've been our own victim. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And you know, it's partly my fault because. I said, you know, we'll get a bell and we'll ring it every time now bell scores and he hasn't scored since then. Well, I think it's completely awful. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I, take, I fully take the blame. So, uh, looking at the positives, you know, give me some positives and tell me who was the man. <clears throat> well, the positives are, and we saw this in the first game of the season, and we've seen it a few times since, when County look like they can get the ball down and they can move it around, very slick, short passes, players like Sam Walker... Uh, players like now Elliot Osborne can come in, Matty Warburton, they, they can pass a team to absolute pieces and they can move the ball anywhere on the pitch. And we saw it in the first 15, 20 minutes on Saturday and it's great to see. And you think, how is any team going to stop this? And I love seeing that. I think you see it all over the park. Jamie Stott at the back, he gives you that calmness, that persona that you need. Um, so to see him do that is is fantastic. To see him roll it up to Sam Walker rather than just a long ball punt um, it's lovely to see, and I think we are honing something of a, a business model there. Um, and if we can really work on that, make that more fluid, I can't see any team touching us at all in the division. Um, it's it's too good, it's too strong. In terms of Daman, it's a really tricky one uh, for me because obviously it was a disappointing game overall. But one player 
that I think just has a bit of class around him is that man at the back. It is Jamie Stott. He gets the ball down. He can move it around. He can win tackles. We saw him going for headers at corners that he won the headers. Okay, no goals this week, but you know he was winning attacking headers. He was winning defensive headers. He's strong. He's athletic. He's fast. But more importantly, and this is what I want the forward players to learn, he's got that calmness. You know, he can take a step, take a touch. He's not in any danger, and he can play the smart ball. I like to see that, and I think I think the players will learn a lot from him. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. You know, and then passing into that midfield, you know, which is starting to look a bit more creative, starting to look a bit more fluid, and kind of you know dominant as well, and dominant through creativity more than anything. Mm. <clears throat> that is a really encouraging sign. But I, I, the question is not where the goal is going to come from. It's how are those lads going to get their heads right to to score those goals. <clears throat> I think. I think. All the ingredients are there. The camaraderie is there. I think, um, if if I'm honest, going into last season, I wasn't that confident. I looked at the team. I, we just lost Danny Lloyd. We just lost Lewis Montrose. You know, you look at these. Oh, I don't know if we're going to do this. And we got into the playoffs. Performed better uh, than we did the season before. This season, we're performing better at this stage than we were at this stage last season. So it's it is progress. You know, there, there is that way of looking at it. Um, but like you say, some, something just isn't clicking. I remember Dave Conlon saying to me, probably about a year ago uh, at the training ground, um, you know, we weren't we were going through a bit of a run. I can't remember the results, but we were going through a little bit of a run where we weren't winning so many games and a little bit of tension from the fans and you know the usual kind of things that you would expect. And he turned to me and he said very calmly, "There's more to come from this team." I remember it, yeah. And that's all he said, there is more to come from this team. And then what do you know, we go on an incredible run. We're knocking teams out that we shouldn't be beat, you know, shouldn't be beating. And all of a sudden we're in the playoffs. So I'm absolutely not going to write what we've got off at the moment. I think we're building them. You know, we're not reliant on that one Jason Oswell or that one Danny Lloyd. All of a sudden we've got players all over the park. Jake Kirby can come back. If Matty Warburton can get to his best, Conor DeMeo can start producing to the level we know we can. Adam Thomas, Darren Stevenson start chipping in with a few more goals. Mulhern and Bell start hitting the goals that we've seen them hit just on a more consistent basis. Tell me there's a more exciting team in the division than us, because I don't think there is. <clears throat> no, absolutely. That's a very good point. So, on to Altrincham then. Uh, another good game in the Cup and a very welcome fixture. It's always good to play a derby. Yeah. You know, always good to play them. They'll, they'll, they'll bring a few. They'll be up for it. So, how do you see that playing out? Well... <clears throat> there is the local derby aspect makes it really really exciting the fact that there's bragging rights but these are bragging rights that can pull you in a league one or a league two club to come and you know come play in the FA Cup in the next round imagine Sunderland yeah. coming down to Edgerly Park you know or, or going to yeah. Alty imagine how you puff your chest out if you get that draw after knocking out uh, your local neighbours and you look at the league form. I, I was speaking about this in the in my program notes this weekend. You know, there's not a lot in between these two teams. Two league places. Um, they're coming off the back of a win. We're coming off the back of a disappointing draw. Um, this is really tight. This is this is the um, the the arm wrestle, if you like. That it could go either way, and it's just kind of finely poised in the middle. Um, there's bragging rights at stake. There's an FA Cup place at stake, but there's also form. Both teams need to win for different reasons. County, you need to get back to that winning way. You know, we, we'd have three on the spin. It was looking really good. Alty are thinking, well, let's get another one. We, the more wins we can get on the bounce, the, the better. Um, so yeah, Watershed game, really, for the, for the season, I think. 
you know, it'd be such a statement to win it. You know, I, chances of a draw, I think, and a replay are probably quite high. But I, I think that, you know, realistically, but to win that is a real statement game and could really, you know, be, a, you know, kind of set the seal on, right, that's the start of the season. That's the start of the season done with. You know, that is where, you know, we've learned everything we need, we can learn about the players we've got now. We know about all them. We know who can do what. We know who can play where. We know how we can shuffle things about. This is now, as you, as you said, you know, that period where I think it was Churchill who said, it's not the, uh, it's not the beginning of the end. It's not even the end of the beginning, but it might be the, the, no, something like that. <laughs> it's not the end. No, he said, it's not the end. It's not the beginning of the end, but it might be the end of the beginning. If you see what I mean. So it's like, you know, I, it could be, for me, it's, it's quite a watershed game. It could be. And I just think, I just think there could be some external factors to look at. Um, it's a bit of an odd one, but this this whole Blossoms gig being announced, the, the publicity that's generated, there will be a lot of people this week who've had conversations about Stockport County that might not have had a conversation yeah, about Stockport County yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if that gig hadn't been announced. So there, there could be a few extra ticket sales there. Blossoms are going to be out of the game on Saturday. So there's going to be a few people come down just to see them. There's going to be a little bit more of a buzz. There's going to be people speaking about Stockport County in a very, very positive way, in, a, in, a, in the kind of way that they've not had this publicity for a long, long time. Uh, and as, as much as that gives us a boost, I think it I think it could weigh down a little bit on Altrincham because all of a sudden, yeah, okay, these are little old Stockport County now. They've just been in this league for a few years and they're just a, another non-league club. Then all of a sudden you see they've got this kind of pulling power and you're just reminded that, hmm, do you know what? Actually, they are a little bit of a sleeping giant. Mm. So I think... There could be another external factor bought from the five smooth, smoothly dressed, synthesising <laughs> pop boys. But you know they they um, they're, they're putting a, a really good light on County at the minute, and maybe some of that flows out into the team. And on the pitch, what do you, given what Jim said tonight, and given given that it's an important game, how do you see it, the I, team lining up? Touch wood. Plenty words. of it about them. Well, I suppose that's melody. He says, yeah, touching yeah. his head in yeah. comedy, uh, <laughs> comedy fashion. Comedy fashion. Um, I expect, I expect a county win this weekend, and the reason I expect a county win um, is because I expect a, a response. Um, Jim was not happy uh, about the game. You got that in his in his feeling tonight, in, in, in the way he spoke, and he was speaking about training. The way that the, the not the fringe players, but the players who haven't been playing, the likes of Conor DeMeo or Matty Walton, how they're now desperate to... This is their time now. They're putting everything in on the training ground. They want that. So whoever plays on Saturday, it's either going to be a first-teamer from last week, realising maybe my position isn't as secure following what happened last week, or it's a sub who's thinking, this is my chance now. Rips your shirt off you. Come and get it back. This is what I can do. So... I expect a strong response from us. Um, I expect maybe a little bit more attacking. Maybe Sam Minahan gets in there somewhere. Um, it's difficult for me to predict the team. I, I never like second-guessing the gaffer. Uh, I always inevitably get at least one or two wrong. But in terms of a mindset, I expect a bit of a backlash. And maybe with the, you know, with the good vibes going around the ground and the extra attendance, which will inevitably uh, be at the ground this week, I expect a bit of a strong punch from the men in blue. Yeah, and I think you know if you're a player, this is these are the games you want to play. Play in, you know, this is probably the 
be because of all that, because of the feeling, because of where you know the possibility of you know the draw. This is probably the biggest game of the season so far. Yeah. I think every game is. You know, the the one after will always be the biggest game. I I, I hope we don't have a draw. If I'm honest, um, yeah. doesn't do us any favours having another game. I think we need to focus on the league, but this is a nice distraction at this moment. Um, so let's get this win out of the way. Let's get the good feeling, the good vibe while people are talking about county. You know, all these people who are going to be speaking about blossoms again next week, uh, and so on and so forth. How did county do? All of a sudden, they're keeping another little eye on county. Let's give them something positive to speak about. But at the same time, let's get back to the league, bread and butter. Let's go and win some games. And to wrap up, who will be your one to watch? Who are you going to be keeping an eye on then? Good question. I While you're co-commentating with uh, John Kieran. I should, I should have thought about this in advance, shouldn't I? Yeah. I never do. Um, I think I think I'm going to say Elliot Osborne this week um, because he's he's a player who's bedding into the team. Now we've, now we've got him back. Um, but he can play further up the pitch in the number 10 role or he can drop further back in the 8 and in the 4 position. Um, and I expect him to be moved around a lot, depending on if it's Matty, if it's Connor, who comes in, if Jordan Keane comes back, does he go further up? I expect him to, to, to move around a little bit on Saturday. So he's going to be the man to watch for me. Great. So you'll be up for the cup. Uh, you can join Chris and John Kieran, of course, on Imagine 104.9 FM for full match commentary of Stockport County against Altrincham in the FA Cup. Chris, thanks. Cheers. We, we don't actually have... Um, Rights, I don't think, to play any Blossoms music on the way out. Yeah, but I don't think we're breaking anything if we just go. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, I think there's a there's a yeah there's a, there's a, the notion of fair use. Yeah, so if we go, <clears throat> so what are we doing? Which one, Charlemagne? Duh, 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 duh. No, there's a reason why. Okay. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> That's fair use. You can't have us for that, Blossoms. Come on. In fact, you should be pay, paying us. You might sue us. <laughs>